Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. Hey, Desi. We've already talked for like two hours, and I'm just kidding. It's true. We've we've been doing a, an entire show without the mics going. Well, now we'll do something for the mics. Perfect. So I mentioned at the end of last main episode that I had some Olive Thomas hauntings that I was going to talk about. Yay. So all of this information is from Playbill Magazine, the official Broadway. <laughs> Playbill printed this? It's not like the playbill that you get when you go see a show. Oh. It's like they're it's like a Broadway theater news playbill. playbill has so a they magazine? have like a magazine. Well, it's online. Okay. I didn't like order it or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't get Playbill magazine? I get it delivered every month with uh, InStyle. Oh, okay. <laughs> so let's get into some hauntings. Well, if we ever want to get into it, there's tons of Broadway haunting stories available to us. But I'm just going to focus on. Olive Thompson, I'm sorry, Olive Thomas, who haunts the New Amsterdam Theater. If you remember, that's where she performed in Follies, and she did the um, rooftop show, the special rooftop show on the top of the um, theater there. With the balloons. That's right. The dream outfit. <laughs> the I dream act. That. So, I mean, they've experienced every ghostly like thing that you can experience with her. They have, you know, colored mist, cold spots, um, seeing figures backstage, um, apparitions, etc. And sometimes like that ectoplasmic white like substance. The jizz. The jizz. That's just a guy. <laughs> That's just a guy who came in. That's just Billy. In yeah, he just comes in on the intermission. <laughs> comes in the back row. <laughs> He's like, it's the he ghost. Blamed, he blamed all of The ghost is back. <laughs> so actors and crew members at the New Amsterdam Theater have um, experienced all of these with Olive Thomas, who I mentioned before is the one-time Ziegfeld Follies girl that we covered on the main episode this week. And she's actually the most active ghost on Broadway, according to Playbill magazine. And the guy who's interviewed in this inter, um, article is named Dana Amendola. He is the vice president of operations for Disney Theatrical Group, which owns the theater now. So I think they have done plays like Aladdin yeah. here and stuff like that. Maybe uh, The Lion King okay. has happened here. I think whatever Disney musicals are happening happen at this theater now. So one story he tells is that a group of Disney staffers were sitting in an office discussing the Oscar-winning film The Artist, which is set in the silent film era. Did you see that movie? I did not. Okay, I didn't either. They were wondering how many Folly Girls became film stars, and they mentioned her name, but somebody said the real star of, star of the silent era was Mary Pickford, who was Olive's sister-in-law, as we all know. Now, Olive got a little upset about that because when someone said, I wonder what Olive Thomas would think of the artist, a stack of 13 or 14 DVDs on the table next to them flew into the air and crashed across the room. <gasps> They all sat in stunned silence. That stack had been there for a long time, and there was no obvious way it could have fallen, let alone 
flew across the room. They didn't fall straight down as CDs would have done. They went flying about three feet across the room and hit a wall. This was witnessed by several people. They didn't even make the connection to Olive right away, but when they told me about it, I did. Now, another odd thing started happening. Workers at the New Amsterdam began telling uh, friends that they had run into Olive backstage. Uh, And they didn't know she was dead. They're like, oh, I met Olive backstage. Yeah. So several people started mentioning that they had met her, not realizing uh, that she was dead. What was she wearing? Um, Clothes from the 20s. (laughs) I don't know what she was wearing. I mean, I guess if you're in a theater, they could think, oh, she's in a... Uh, Yeah. what, I don't know. Like, what play are you doing? Yeah, I mean, seeing someone in a costume was not unusual backstage at a, a, a theater, I'm guessing. Like, I've been in places like Lincoln Center where they're rehearsing a play, and people are walking around the hallways, and you just don't even, like, give it a second thought, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this guy, Amandola, who said he's not exactly a believer but has become less of a skeptic, he said that when he was touring the old New Amsterdam Ruth Theater, uh, which is now like a big theater, this area where she used to perform and had also been converted partially into an office space. He passed below the stage. He suddenly and distinctly heard the sound of tap dancing on the boards above him. (gasps) He climbed up to the stage level and he found that he was alone. I like ghostly tap dancing. Ooh. Mama loves shortening, <laughs> shortening, shortening. Dude, but I love that song. It's the best song. Well, I, I fantasize. I, I pitched a sketch once when I was doing like comedy. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was like, all I have is that I'm a little girl. <laughs> and I was like, just get your fantasies done elsewhere. But I wanted to sing that song and I was practicing my tap moves. And I was yeah. like, I don't really have much, but I think that alone is really funny. <laughs> And I'm singing that song of all songs. I we should make that happen at some point. Yeah, I would love just a video of you singing to look like kind of like Ro, like Rhoda Penmark, like that style with the braids and like the pinafore dress. Singing "Mama Love Short yeah. Bread." There's something about that song. I've always loved it since I was a kid. Yeah, and you could just sing. It's like a song you can sing. You could picture being really funny the longer the person does it, <laughs> and like they get more emotionally frustrated. <laughs> Look, I think it's a hit. That's the type of sketch I want to see. Uh, now, now, do people do mention that she was wearing a sash sometimes? I don't know what that means. Like a like a um, like a beauty sash, like a beauty pageant sash. Oh, I never know what a sash is, or like a robe. Robe, I, like I remember, like in uh, Cinderella, the stepsisters ripped her sash, and I was always like, "What's a sash?" <laughs> It's a thing that, that, that ties your rope yeah, together. Yeah, it's like a yeah, but it's not like a tie. It's like different. I think I don't know. And some people have seen her carrying a bottle of pills. Um, some say that she has spoken different things, um, and people try to imitate her voice, but they no one could get it exactly right. So she has some kind of odd ghostly voice. Now, in the early Disney era. Amandola said a night watchman at the theater resigned on the spot after reportedly witnessing a woman cross the stage and disappear through a solid wall. Olive often appears in the trap beneath um, that roof where I mentioned she was tap dancing. Uh, The space is now used for storage, but employees report seeing a woman there or sometimes a disembodied part of a foot climbing a stair. So they just see like a ghostly foot. It's like almost just like fades out or something. So they just see the foot. I have no idea. Um, So I mentioned Aladdin has been there. Um, There was also Mary Poppins production there. Um, So they've said, like a performer in Mary Poppins, I don't know if it was Mary Poppins, saw Olive in a dressing room getting ready, like before a show. Like she was just sitting there getting ready. What if you were performing on Broadway 
and you saw an apparition while you were on stage. Like I that know. would for me personally as someone who strongly believes in ghosts, you'd I, have to break the fourth wall. <laughs> I'd be like does anyone else see that? A g- 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 ghost? <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would freak out. Now, Amandola said this actress actually said to her at some point, because she saw her frequently, well, Olive, I'm back again, and I'm a little nervous. I just wanted to introduce myself again and ask you if you could please give me some good luck. Uh, He said he actually saw her. The actress. Oh, the actress. That said to him that she used to start talking to her, like, give me some good luck. Like, that's how often she would see her. Um. So sometimes she would enter this dressing room and bulbs would flicker on and off for a few seconds as well. So she took that as a sign that uh, Olive was giving her like a wink and good luck. So that's like a positive spin on it. Now she's also made appearances in the crowd during a show shortly after the opening of Aladdin in 2014. And an audience member came up to one of the ushers during a performance asking if she could have a booster seat for her child. They said that they didn't want to interrupt the show, so they would have to wait till intermission and give her the booster. But when they came during intermission with the booster, they found that she already had one. She said that a lady at the back of the theater gestured to her where they were, and she went and got one herself. But no one knows who that woman was, and they think that it was Olive. Uh, So he says that now everyone kind of embraces Olive there. She's never violent. It's always playful kind of stuff. She's just there living at the theater. No one's really scared anymore. Um, She does sometimes, like, she doesn't perform on cue, he said. Like, she won't show up on Halloween, and people do go there now to try to catch a glimpse of her, and she doesn't, she doesn't, like, do it. She's like, fuck you (laughs) to the tourist. Like people go now wanting to see her and she kind of doesn't really appear for them. It's like a cat. Yeah, I like it. I I feel like that fits her personality too. Yeah. She definitely had that kind of like fuck you attitude. So I like it. Um, But sometimes the ghost hunters can be like a problem for staff. They have to oftentimes at the end of shows do a search throughout the theater because people try to hide and stay in the theater overnight to find her. That's like how big it's gotten. Well, she's never going to show up for that. No. You have to just be there existing. Yeah. So imagine getting busted in that sweep. That's That's got to be so embarrassing. Um, So now she's like the fake. I think there's a lot of pictures of Ziegfeld girls like in the lobby or something there. And she's like the most popular uh, one by far. Everyone's always interested in her. And Amandola said, that would really delight Olive and annoy all the other Ziegfeld girls, I'm sure. So I like that Olive is happy. (laughs) She's getting all the attention and that all the other girls are still mad at her like they were when she was fucking Florence. (laughs) I mean, do you think... So so there's there could be possibly other Ziegfeld girls trying to make ghostly appearances. Maybe, but they're just like, well, no one fucking cares. They just want Olive. <laughs> She's like one of the most famous ones. I think so. I mean, I can't think of another one unless there's famous actresses I didn't know were former Ziegfeld girls. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. So that's the haunting of the new Amsterdam. I really want you to see a ghost, Desi. <laughs> I just want I want to share like a paranormal experience with you. Okay. Well, I'll try. <laughs> I, I'm not scared. So I'll just go in. I know. Well, the, I I'm always the one in those movies that they try to go after because they're like, we got to convince the skeptic first, right? And then I turn white as a sheet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, ghost. Um, okay. So I have a few news stories. Uh, okay, let me just get this one out of the way. Now, 
sometimes this happens. We record our mini, mini episode and a new story breaks after we've recorded that we are just absolutely fucking furious that we missed. Sometimes we don't get back to them, but this one just has to be hit on. Uh, and that is a NBC show called Ultimate Slip and Slide had to pause production because of explosive diarrhea outbreak. Now, <laughs> <laughs> look, if, I don't know a story that is more tailored to us than this one. Because, no. because I uploaded last week's mini episode and this story broke immediately after and I immediately texted you or I replied to you on Twitter and I was like, I can't believe we already did the mini. Yeah, like it was like literally right when we got, I got home that night or something when I saw the news story and then we started going back and forth with diarrhea. I was trying to find it on Twitter because we made up our own diarrhea song lyrics because this story is straight out of diarrhea song like lore. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know the diarrhea song, look, if- we'll be doing a very uh, in-depth episode on it at some point. Uh, yeah, well, okay, so... If you don't know the diarrhea song, the diarrhea song is one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> and it's basically like multiple verses. Um, yeah. And in each instance of like each example is like an action that somebody is doing and they have diarrhea during that action. And so right. sometimes they're climbing up a ladder. Sometimes they're driving in their Chevy. Sometimes they're sliding into first. <laughs> my favorite ones are the baseball ones. Oh, there's a few. Because you got first and third. <laughs> and I said to you, I said, I would love to find real life instance, oh. <laughs> instances of these things actually happening. So this story is like a real life instance. Well, because you're literally sliding. <laughs> when you're going down a slide. Uh, our friend Andy had a funny tweet where he, he said something like... <laughs> Was this considered cheating? <laughs> like, I don't even know what the premise of the game is. Like, what is the... I mean, it's, maybe it's just one of those games where people are doing an insane stunt slip and slide. Yeah. Uh, so I don't even know. But I was like, yeah, because that could give you an extra... It's like it's like putting tar on a baseball. <laughs> maybe you go faster. <laughs> or maybe the propulsion could actually make you go up. <laughs> I, I like that Ron Funches, I think he's like a producer on the show. Oh, he's, he's the host. Okay. Him and Bobby Moynihan. Okay, so Bobby Moynihan and Ron Funches, they're the hosts of the show. And Ron Funches quote tweeted the story and he's like, I can't believe like I did there. Whatever. Yeah, I'm like I, You never is- can dream. He said something like, you know, you only can dream so hard. Like, <laughs> And something's just surpass your dreams. Like, you could never even have put this on your vision board. But right? like in the deadline, there was like a deadline article about this story and it was like both of their faces in the story yes. and he was like he quote tweeted that he's like great like this is this is my he's legacy. like smiling <laughs> it's like the publicity shots for yeah, that he's like he it's like this picture makes me look like i did this on purpose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ultimate slip and slide with we diarrhea said ultimate what did you think we meant by extreme <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, basically they got, I don't know how to say it, Giridia, which is like a parasite that causes diarrhea. I've never had it. So contestants. I think contestants and crew. <laughs> and so just obviously that shit spread. <laughs> no pun intended. It just spread fast because they're in close quarters. It's like a, it's like a bacteria. So I'm sure it's like one of those things where it's like, wash your hands, people, before you go to craft services. It just spread. And people were um, 
here's a show. Oh, here's the press release. Wet and Wild new series that takes spirit of the classic backyard slide and transforms it into a real life water park full of gigantic slippery rides with a chance to bring home a big cash prize or diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> so it's unclear. I like this sentence. It's scheduled to premiere August 8th. It's unclear how the diarrhea might delay <laughs> the production. Why is diarrhea so funny? <laughs> I haven't been this happy since the hot diarrhea attack. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, that was scary. That was scary. But it had a great name. <laughs> <laughs> now, peop- there was something, I can't remember who is in this story, Oh, 40, okay, 40 crew members got sick with this diarrhea. So that's <gasps> a lot. Yeah. Uh, and they were, they were actually um, getting faint and like, because, <gasps> you know, you can get very dehydrated if you have diarrhea. And they were all running to the porta potties due to this awful explosive diarrhea. Oh, that's a quote. Having diarrhea in a porta potty. I could barely pee in a porta potty. Yeah. Because it makes me, I can't look down in that hole and see like the one turd on top of a toilet paper. Always, There's always, always that one turd oh. sitting right on top. <laughs> and I always look, I don't know what's know, wrong with me. It's like impossible. Anyway, I'm not going to go further. <laughs> I've already, I've already said too much. Uh, so yeah. I'm not, I wasn't going to let that one slide through the cracks. Wait, <laughs> now everything I say is a diarrhea pun, like unintentionally. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, there is also a cat story I wanted to talk about. Um, so this is a woman in Eric, I'm sorry, Oregon. Uh, she had a cat that has been stealing from her neighbors. This cat is a thief, Rachel. She had to alert her neighbors about her cat (laughs) that was a thief. So she put up a sign in her front yard that said, my cat is a thief. She did a a homemade clothesline in front that's hanging all of the gloves and face masks her cat has stolen from people's homes. (laughs) So the cat has been going into neighbors' homes, stealing their face masks and gloves. That's the only two things the cat takes. So she put up the sign that her cat is a thief please look at these items and she has them all hanging (laughs) so people can find their missing uh masks and gloves it's quite a lot of items he stole a lot he's he's really and then i like on the sign the cat is has a glove in its mouth walking it's a it's like a painting of the cat it's a painting of the cat with a glove in his mouth walking away uh, she said that it has worked a little bit. She's like, people have been coming by and taking some pairs of gloves, but mostly people are just taking pictures to post on social media. Uh, some people, obviously, um, cats stealing things uh, from people started sharing their own stories because obviously cats go into people's homes and take things. They do? <laughs> I don't know. I thought they Apparently just, that's a thing. No, I thought they just went in there to eat. No. This woman said, we had a cat burglar who brought home socks, mail, photographs, a t-shirt, and a bag of medium-length cable ties. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sneak around reposting letters mm. through the neighbor's doors because he would take their mail and she would have to go back and deliver it to him. <laughs> My cat was an indoor cat. He brought us gifts from our basement the lint brush from the dryer rubber gloves curls of wood if my husband had used woodworking tools and little containers of screws and nails now this one was my favorite one my cat used to come home with the collars of other cats i was convinced he was a cat serial killer. <laughs> it's like trophies and these were his trophies she's like sometimes i wanted to sleep with a knife under my pillow and then i have to show you the serial killer cat but where Aww. was he getting those collars i think he was fighting with them maybe yes. and they and they popped came off. off anyway i thought that was a cute story 
I will say that one of the cutest things in the world is when you see your cat walking across the house with something in their mouth. I love it. It's like my cats do it all the time, especially Kugel. Kugel, my uh, one-year-old tabby, he has a favorite mouse toy and he is constantly walking around with that thing in his mouth. Yes. I love like stuffed animals. I also love if it's like a chicken tender or like food, (laughs) like a big piece of food where it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You can't possibly eat that. (laughs) Like my, my older cat who just, who died a few months ago, I would always catch him with a chicken finger in his mouth, like walking. (laughs) I was like, where are you taking it? What are you doing with that? It's like, they want to hide it or something. They like like hiding stuff. Yeah. No, it's really funny. Um, One of my other cats used to play fetch. So sometimes Aww. he would come to me with like a crumpled up paper ball in his mouth and Aww. drop it to, so I would throw it to him. That's so cute. It's really cute. He did, he stopped playing fetch though. I think he got old and I, I stopped doing it because it does, it does get annoying. It's like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> you can only throw the ball so many times. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, so this other story I'm just going to mention, I'm pulling it up on my Twitter because I bookmarked it there. Did you see the guy who had to go to Waffle House? I saw that Waffle House was trending, but I didn't click on it. So this guy named Brandon, he is in Mississippi. He lost a football fantasy, fantasy football league. And his punishment was he had to spend 24 hours in Waffle House for losing. Oh, God. Now, every waffle that he ate would shave an hour off the clock. So... He was obviously had an incentive to try to eat waffles. <laughs> now, Rachel, so he starts off with two waffles, so that takes him down two hours, et cetera. Like, that's how it's working. He gets stuffed after, like, four waffles. Okay, because when you first read this, I'm thinking, I could probably eat 24 waffles. I was like, okay... He, he, like, he starts getting in discomfort after four waffles, after only, um, I think... So he had been there for 1.5 hours. So he ate four waffles in one and a half hours, and he was already starting to cramp up and get sick. Now, Waffle House waffles are thin. Yes. They're not like super thick waffles, and you don't have to eat shit on it, like strawberries or whatever. Um, So yeah, he ends up eating, I think, nine waffles total. (laughs) And he's like in pain, and he's like, I'm never eating waffles again. (gasps) Uh, I thought that was insane because I was like, I know over a period of 15 hours, I could easily eat <laughs> 24 waffles. I feel like I could do it. Me like, too. I don't know what this guy's problem is. He looks like a pretty like big guy. Like he's like tall and like. Honestly, this would be a great charity fundraiser is for us to do at some point. Is, oh, yeah. Is like, like we have to, where we go to a waffle house and see who can eat the most waffles in a 24-hour period? Yes. Now, that's interesting that you brought that up because once this story broke, someone was like, well, there was actually another guy who did this, and this might be where they got the idea. This guy went to a Waffle House, I think this is just like uh, half a year ago, so like from January. He went to a Waffle House and had a pretty similar uh, deal, so maybe this is a thing people are doing. Now, what he did that was interesting, he set up a Venmo or like he got people on social media following his journey, kind of like this guy did, but they, he started asking for them to send money, and at the end of the night, he gave his waitress a $1,000 tip that he Aww. earned from the Venmo uh, 
like fundraising effort. That's so nice. So yeah. So it was like, he's like, don't worry, I'm going to take care of you when he went in. Something that every uh, waiter hates hearing because we know that's the one person who will tip us the worst. (laughs) But he actually did take care of her and he was there for like 15 hours. So uh, I'm glad that she did get her um, tip. Yeah. She was actually in tears because she's like, obviously, like many people has had a rough year. Yeah. So it was nice to get it. I'm sure that's the biggest tip that's ever happened at a Waffle House (laughs) by far. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, that's why Waffle House has been in the news. And I thought I would hit upon that. So that's all I have for you guys as far as stories go. Great. Should we take a break and come back? Let's take a break. Okay. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates, go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Jazzy, did you read anything or watch anything or listen to anything great this week? I watched a bunch of disaster action movies that are all kind of bad. 
Okay. So, but I liked them. I mean, I had a lot of fun. So I watched the Fallen movies, which are like Olympus Fallen has fallen, London has fallen with Gerard Butler. In fact, I think I watched five Gerard Butler <laughs> movies this week when I've never seen one before. Okay. So I watched those. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just ridiculous. I watched a Geostorm, which is stupid, but it's like the perfect 1 a.m. movie to start at 1 a.m. I watched it a few months ago. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's some laugh out loud. I feel like I like action movies when they're really good or really hilariously bad. Like, yeah. Uh, and trying. And then I also watched Greenland, which is actually probably a good movie. Like that movie was by far the best movie uh, of the ones I watched. It's also a disaster survival uh, type movie. And there's a sequel coming. So I'm kind of excited for that. There's a sequel to Greenland? Yeah. I oh. read about it. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I, think enjoy- be cool. I liked that movie. It's really good. I think it's low key. I think it. It dropped like right around when the pandemic started. Yeah. And no one saw it. Which I is liked surprising. It. I think it's really good. It's on HBO Max. Um, and then I I did start Bosch today because I saw that the seventh season is out. And for some reason that inspired me. Because I did think it was over and I was like, ah, oh, who fucking cares? But there's something about like, oh, the seventh season's out. I have to watch 60 hours of television before it comes. <laughs> like that's what I'm like, that's my goal. But I've, I'm already behind because I, I, I like calculated it where it was like eight hours a day. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, dude! I, I'm not gonna finish. My journey with Bosch was so funny because I started, I started it like really into it and really like willing, yeah. and really willing to like immerse myself in the world of Bosch. And by the end of it, I was basically just like you know a cab, but especially Bosch. Yes, I mean, and not because Bosch is like a particularly like horrific detective, but just because I was so disinterested in the show. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for the first season because I've already been introduced to the killer, I guess, of the season. I don't know if if each season is a case or what. So I'm a little more into the story now, and I know that his he has a, a horrific background, Bosch. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, child abuse. I have that. <laughs> It was kind of made me think. Maybe you can relate to it. Maybe I'll relate more to him. Um, Yeah, but it was fine. I just like, look, it's really, it was really hard to take him seriously after he said that Paquito Moss was the best Mexican in LA. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't even think I've had that. So that's how I know it's bad. I was, (laughs) because I would have had it if it was good. (laughs) I was rereading like the synopsis of season four because that's around when I stopped watching. Okay. I think I watched halfway of season four and like, you know what it was? It was like Brendan went out of town for work. So we had been watching it together. Yeah. So I stopped watching it because he was out of town and we like to watch. We always have like one show we're watching together. Yeah. Look, it's very boring. Uh, no, but I, I think that sometimes when you're watching something with someone, you realize that you don't really like it when they're gone. <laughs> I was like, do you know what I mean? Because you're not like that into it without them. Yeah. Like we'd have our dumb commentary to each other. And I think that makes a difference. Yeah. And if they're into it, it's like passable for you. But without them, it's like, I don't want to watch this. Like, right. Um, it's not that it's a bad show. I mean, so far. Right. But it's definitely not as compelling as other shows I've watched where I'm like desperate for the next episode or something. Right. Well, the second season of Lupin just came out. Oh, did you like that? I did. I really liked the first season. I haven't seen the second season. I started that, but then uh, I I realized I watched for like 15 minutes with it dubbed. That's what I did. And I was like, is... I was like, this sounds weird. And then I turned (laughs) subtitles on and it sounded better, but I was like, I can't read. (laughs) 
can't. How am I supposed to look at my phone and read? (laughs) You gotta have the dubbing. You gotta have the dubbing. Okay, I'm gonna rewatch it with a dub and just fucking give up all. All of my like integrity <laughs> completely. <laughs> yeah, you got to have the dubbing. I okay. en- I enjoyed the first season of it. Um, no, someone recommended it to me as well, saying it was great. Yeah, so I'll I'll go back with dubbing. Uh, I I don't have the patience right now. It's like I read so much for work. Obviously, you do too. Yeah, that it's like when I watch TV, I can't do too much thinking right now. <laughs> It's true. My my brain is like oatmeal. I don't want to think. And sometimes like you've said this too, and I do it too. I have to have subtitles on because I can't even hear. I can't read. <laughs> like I, I can't process information and I don't feel like rewinding. I just want to see it if I need to. You know what I mean? Like It took me like three hours to get through one chapter of this book I'm reading for the episode next week <laughs> just because I was so just distracted and like, you know, things are reopening up and like my mind is just like yeah. so somewhere else right now. And like, I don't know. So I've been watching bones. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's I like fine. how everyone is in the dredges of their viewing. Like we've watched everything sometimes <laughs> twice. Right. We know and now we're like, okay, I'm finally going to do you know, some show that was on in 2007. It's true. <laughs> we don't know when Succession's coming back. We're I don't. All, when's the next mayor? No one knows. We don't know when the next prestige drama is coming no. back. We don't know when the Game of Thrones prequel's no. coming. No, we're all like, kind of like, well, maybe I'll watch Boston Legal. Right. I don't know. I'll watch <laughs> or the practice. Well, were you going to watch the the blacklist or? Oh, okay. So last <laughs> week on last week's mini episode, I was talking about a show. I said it was a show with Andrew McCarthy. Oh, I should have put two and two together. I was wrong. It wasn't Andrew McCarthy. It was James Spader. But that's, come on, that you could see why I made that mistake. Now I see why. I can't believe I didn't put that together. Because I, I think I actually was like, oh, I felt like there was low-key in a show with Andrew McCarthy in it. Well, I looked... And Andrew McCarthy did like two episodes of this show. Oh. So he was like a guest star at one point. Right. And I'm sure that was like a very special episode. Like you can picture them marketing it. Like Blaine and Steph are back <laughs> together. <laughs> I'm sure that would work on at least 40 people. <laughs> right. 40 Gen Xers. The, cro- the crossover between the blacklist and Pretty in Pink has got to be pretty intense. <laughs> Yeah, I, I watched like a half of that episode and I was like, I don't fucking care. I never liked that show because he's always like in the shadows with his hat. I hated the hat so much. It's just kind of like, what is this character? I don't care. It's too serious. He's like too like... It was like too CIA for me. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think we're all we're all ran out of things to watch. Right. Especially TV show wise. Like yeah. they, they couldn't, they couldn't produce new things cause it was quarantine. Right. And then everyone watched everything. They right. never expected us to watch it all. No, <laughs> we watched all of it. We watched every show. I've seen every single prestige drama now. Me too. Any, oh. any sort of soap opera family drama, I've seen it. Or thriller drama. Yeah. And I've seen almost every, like you can tell when everyone's like, tweeting about like a movie that's 30 years old you're like oh it must have just dropped on one of the streaming channels because why is everyone watching cruising all of a sudden like right or some random like ashley judd thriller right. it's like oh it's on netflix now that's why and yeah. everyone's desperate they're like have you guys seen double jeopardy with ashley judd well have you well it's on netflix now i know i saw i saw it back in the day yeah. and i almost watched it the other night so i like it. i should watch those Ashley Judd movies. There's like four from that time period that are really good. Along came a spider. Yeah. 
<laughs> she had like four good movies in two years. Kiss the Girls. Oh, Kiss the Girls. Those are those James Patterson yeah. uh, ones. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like those? When is that? When is that era coming back? I want. I want the mid-budget thriller to come back. I love suspense thrillers of that ilk. Like right where it's not too complicated. <laughs> I right. can follow it. You know, it's like a damsel in distress. <laughs> She's got some, her kids gone or whatever. Morgan Freeman's there. <clears throat> yeah. He was in uh, the, um, fall. Uh, what is it called? Fallen movies. Of He's Olympus? in those. Yeah. Olympus has fallen. Morgan Freeman's in it. Those movies. He always lends a nice touch. Yeah. Because he's like, you know, not president, but like vice president and speaker of the house. <laughs> he works his way up the chain. Uh, yeah. I watched Face Off. Oh, right. Okay. I had never seen Face Off. Crazy. All, I know I've said it on the show before, but like I just, that the trailer for Face Off has been burned into my brain since 1997. Yeah. Because, like, John Travolta, he goes, ooh, we are good looking. Insane. And I fucking, I was like, are you kidding me? What is this movie? <laughs> this is an insane person. It is one of the most insane movies I've ever seen in my life. First of all, I love Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like, I genuinely think he's, like, like I, he's, like, one of my favorite actors. Like, I will watch so many things with Nicolas Cage. Yes, somebody tweeted at me, have you seen The Wicker Man? Duh, of course I've seen The Wicker Man. Yeah. Like, of course. He's <laughs> fucking phenomenal in it. Yes, I've seen Vampire's Kiss. Like, I've seen every Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. Even the, like, really, really bad ones, which reminded Were me... Were a lot. Yeah, like, even the ones he's done just to make, like, a quick buck because he bought way too many antiquities. And I almost to make- watched World Trade Center the other night. Oh, I haven't seen that. Is he <laughs> it's on that? Netflix. Okay, maybe I'll watch that. He did a movie that is like a Christian movie that is so awful, but I want you to see it so bad. Okay. And it's it was on Netflix when I saw it, maybe like a year or two ago, and I've it's like an apocalypse movie. Okay. And it takes place on an airplane, and there's like an apocalypse, apocalypse happening. Okay. And he's like the dad. Oh, I like it. It's really bad. Okay. But I really... I like bad movies. No, it's so bad, and I laughed out loud like multiple times. That's the best kind of comedy. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I agree. I agree. So I like... Those are the kinds of movies I'm very interested in right now is like... Me too. Very absurd. I really like absurd disaster movies. Yes. I... I enjoy them all even when they're bad. It's like, they're usually like an hour and a half. Like yeah. most of them aren't long. Except for fucking Face Off. It was two and oh, a half hours but long. But Face Off is good. Well, <laughs> it's bad good. But it's, as far as bad movies goes, it's like high quality because it's John Woo. Like, oh yeah. It's I mean, like an A-list movie. Like, I mean, the budget on that movie must have been insane. Right. Uh, like, first of all. Like I, Geostorm's budget was not good. No. Like the the special effects look lame. You know what's a good disa- good bad disaster movie that came out a few years ago is San Andreas with The Rock. Oh, uh, I think you would like that. Okay, there's a lot of jiggly boobs in it. Okay, that's that, not- do you think of me? <laughs> <laughs> well, like they're running a lot. Oh, they're running. They're running okay. a lot because there's a huge earthquake. The San Andreas Fault oh. like erupts or something. Okay, that's scary because that's us. Well, that's us. Yeah, yeah. look. I'm not afraid of earthquakes. I've grown up I'm with I'm not earthquakes. afraid of earthquakes either, but I definitely don't want to run. No. <laughs> I'm afraid of running. 
<laughs> well, there's a lot of running in this movie. I really liked San Andreas. I've seen it twice. I actually, I do want to see a movie I've never seen that's like a classic, and that's Twister. It's aight. It is? Look, it wasn't for me, but I under I, I respect it as a classic disaster film right. that people love. Personally, for me, it wasn't my favorite, okay. but I but I understand that it is considered like a classic. Well, I feel like I should see it. I you just should I may see not it. like it. Because I'm pretty I'm pretty weird with disasters. Like I either want really high quality or really low quality or something like do you know what I mean yeah like, yeah I think you should watch 2012 I love that. okay I will it's great I mean the budget for that movie is insane like the disaster just the destruction in that movie is fucking great I also think it would be funny because John Cusack is so annoying he's in it and Woody Harrelson is great in it. oh I love Woody Harrelson he plays like, like a, that's one of my favorite actors I love too. him in everything me too he makes everything better he's great in this movie John Cusack, obviously, he's great in this movie. So, I mean, he's just very John Cusack. Right, You right. know, he's like very... Uh, now, that's fun to watch because you're like, he definitely did this for the paycheck. Oh, totally. <laughs> and you know what? I liked it. I'm, I don't, I'm sure it wasn't a critical success, but it's a very like... That's always funny because I was... After I enjoyed Olympus Has Fallen, like I really liked it. Uh, I read the reviews and it was all like the worst. This is the worst movie of the year. And it's always so shocking. You're like, I thought it was really fun. <laughs> like, did you guys go in thinking it was going to be great? Like, cause I didn't go in with any expectation and I was like, it did its job. I was tense. I was scared. I was excited. And then I was happy at the end when everything worked out perfectly. Like I, I was like, what do you fucking want? Like I treat movies and TV. I feel the way about movies and TV, the way I feel about food. I like a variety of foods across the spectrum from very gourmet to very like, you know, right. Fast food stuff. And yes, do I have particulars within that spectrum? Of course there's stuff I like and I don't like, but I can enjoy, you know, something as lowbrow as like cheese whiz on crackers and also enjoy like haute cuisine. Yeah. It, they're no. not they're not the same thing. It's just so funny and so internet to be like, that was great, and then just be shot down oh like God. you're the biggest idiot on the planet. That literally <laughs> happens to me all the time. It's so funny because I was like, really? Like I was like, yeah, it's not the best movie, but it's like three it's like three out of five stars. It's like a solid middle of the road enjoyable movie. Like Or there's like the inverse of that where there's this critically acclaimed movie and I like don't like I hate it seeing it and it's not even that I hate it for snobbish reasons I hate it because I'm a dumb bitch and I'm like it was boring yeah yeah no I feel like that's the majority of what I have happened so this was like a complete new thing I was like oh and these are people who might have all these reasonings that I don't even think of like it's no. just like it's fine like don't think about your politics right now <laughs> like or whatever like or like plot holes yeah plot holes it's like this isn't the type of movie you do that with like you know what I mean it's like yeah they're flying the flag <laughs> that's not who I am in real life but in the movie it's like great go for it <laughs> they're saving the president like it's the movie like <laughs> yeah it's just a movie yeah it's like I don't really enjoy Westminster Abbey being destroyed but in the movie I'm like yeah <laughs> look at it fall <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like a fucking movie. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So definitely looking for some new, maybe under the radar or hidden gem disaster movies. I heard there's this one. It's a Swedish movie called The Wave. Oh, haven't heard of it. I heard it's good, but again, that's the subtitle. I'm like, when I hear sweet foreign, <laughs> and 
I do like a lot of foreign uh, films. I do too. It's just not my brain right now. Yeah. For sure. Um, but no, I've seen a ton of foreign films. But we, yeah. Look, we've seen foreign look, films. I love, I only love foreign films. <laughs> Normally, I'm very smart. Do you have a favorite foreign film? Um, you know what I really like? British doesn't count, does he? I'm not going to say a British uh, movie. What is the one? Oh, fuck, it's slipping my mind. The one with Sandra Bullock where she gets kidnapped by Kiefer Sutherland. Did you see that American movie? There's like a Swedish version. I saw the original version. Like it's slipping my mind right now. It's such a scary movie because she gets Ooh. buried alive. Wait. Oh, I want to see this movie. Oh, I sh- I'll tell you what it is. Oh, I could not have to look it up. Okay, hold on. We'll take a break. Okay, we're back. Okay, the movie is called The Vanishing. So this is from 93, but before this movie came out, it was based on a foreign movie, and that one's even scarier. I actually saw the foreign movie after The Vanishing, um, like the Americanized version, and it still was scary, even though I knew the whole, you know, obviously the whole story. So it's basically... In the American one, if you watch that, it stars Jeff Bridges, Kiefer Sutherland, and Sandra Bullock. And this is like maybe one of her first big roles, I think, like for sure. So he he abducts, uh, he's like a kidnapper. He's like a that type of guy. He kidnaps young he's women. He's always creepy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she gets kidnapped. Oh, good. So say it's no really more. scary. Say no yeah, more. Yeah, there's no more to say. It's very good. And the, um, I think it's Swedish. Yeah. It's it's equally good. Like okay. it's even scarier because it's like you don't know the stars. Yeah, Do you know sometimes like it's creepier because <laughs> you know everything's going to work out for Sandra Bullock, right? Uh, but anyway, so yeah, that one was really good. I can't remember why. Oh, that's my that's a foreign film I really like. That's your favorite foreign film? Yes. Uh, I mean, it might not be my favorite one, but that's one I really like that maybe not a lot of people know. I, I mean, I can think of. I like a lot of old classics. Same, uh, like the French New Wave. I like uh, Jules and Jim. Uh, I like a lot of the Fellini, Dolce La Vida, like that kind of stuff. Good right? for you. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of those because when I lived in New York, they play them a lot. Right. So I would go see those. But We used to have more attention spans. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's another really good one, Umbrellas of Cherbourg. You should see that one. It's really good. Okay. And it's musical, so it's like... I like that. Uh, and it has an abortion storyline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. What did you eat? What did I eat? Oh, I have an exciting announcement. I made rosemary shortbread yesterday. Oh, wait, the kind my mom makes? I don't know. I just found a recipe. I was almost going to like text your mom or like email her or DM her or something. I mean, maybe it's like this similar. I'm sure it's very similar because it's like, what, four ingredients? Yes. (laughs) Um, My mom makes rosemary shortbread cookies and it's literally like butter, flour, sugar, fresh rosemary. Yeah. That was basically what it was. And it had like a smidge of honey in it too, I think. Yeah. Like a very, like a teaspoon. Uh, And it was good. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I just randomly thought of making it because I always have butterflower sugar and I have rosemary, obviously. No, I was thinking of making that this week too because I have all the ingredients, including there's rosemary in my garden. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. I liked it. Yeah. It's very good. There's lots of recipes for it on the internet. Yeah. If you want to make it. Right. Uh, yeah. I put salt in it too. So oh, yeah. it has There's some nice crunch. Salt. Yeah. It's always nice when you get that salt bit mm-hmm. in a dessert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We almost went to Olive Garden tonight. Yeah. We almost went to Olive Garden. I was really excited. I was looking at the menu before Desi came over, planning what we were going to get. I was really eyeing the uh, chocolate brownie lasagna. 
just because that is so absurd. Yeah. But we called them and they said the wait was like 45 minutes to an hour. So we think everything is really popping right now because restrictions just got lifted in California. Yeah, even Olive Garden. And everyone's rushing to... like The waits are not just at like the fancy restaurants. Like They're everywhere. Yeah. So you know what I've been craving is Nutella pizza. Remember we had that one we time? We could get them. <laughs> we could order that. They have that at DeSano's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can make that too. It's so easy. Right. But like, uh, I was thinking about that the other day. But yeah, we'll go. We're gonna go to a, some chain restaurants yeah. in the coming months. We'll go during the week. Yeah, when I think pe- things will calm down. Yeah, Olive Garden's just like it's Friday night. People are out. <laughs> People they, are out. They want to be out. It's summertime. Yeah. Okay. I look. I don't know what I ate this week. I uh, I got my vegetable box. Yesterday. To be honest, it's been too hot to cook. I did make chili. Oh, okay. I made a really good chili. That's good. It's nice to have in the fridge. I want watermelon. Ooh. That sounds refreshing. Yeah. Watermelon salad mm, season. Yeah. It's here. It's here. All right. Well, we'll do that this week. I, okay. That's all I got. Great. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.